I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop Performance. We create total solutions to optimize your health by focusing on sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. We work with busy professionals on a one-to-one basis for six or 12 months using the latest science and technology. And Body Shop also work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality and performance and position well-being as a competitive advantage. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. This week is part two of my continual blood glucose monitor episode. I've been wearing this device and for those of you who've just tuned in I do recommend jumping back a week and listening to part one where you get a bit of context around what this device is and why I'm wearing it and what I hope to get from it. By this point I've been wearing this thing for a little over 10 days and I have found some really interesting things about it and I'm going to share some of those things with you. A quick note though on comfort because a number of people have asked me you know what's this device like is it comfortable it's actually very easy to put on. It's a bit like doing a finger prick blood test when you insert the little wire. It is tiny. So it's a small kind of pricking sensation, but it really isn't anything much. And then you've got a, a kind of a large sticking plaster on you. And in the middle of that is the transmitter. And it's about, I suppose, the size of your thumb up to the first knuckle, but obviously not as high, not as tall. So it's not a huge device. It's not uncomfortable to wear. I've worn other kind of devices that record similar things and they have been itchier, but this hasn't been. So it's been pretty comfortable to wear. And that's the Dexcom G6 device. I have been a bit concerned about how much Bluetooth enabled technology that I'm wearing on my body. So I wear the Oura ring on the middle finger of my right hand and that can be switched on to flight mode. But that's obviously seeking a, a Bluetooth signal the whole time and it's tracking my sleep and my activity and my readiness and recovery. Many of you have heard me talk about the ring before, I'm sure. But if you're interested in that, check out the show notes and we'll put a link to it. I've also got an Apple Watch, which is continually seeking out a Wi-Fi and a Bluetooth signal. But again, that can be put on flight mode. You haven't got to have these things fully enabled the whole time and be wearing them. So, And of course, the continual blood glucose monitor is also Bluetooth enabled. So I've got three different devices on my body that arguably are seeking Bluetooth. So that's a little bit of concern, which is why I'm only wearing this device for another 10 days and then I'm going to leave it alone. So what have I learned about it so far? Well, it has been very interesting. The biggest thing I want to tell you about happened uh, about 10 days ago, two weeks ago. And I was in my office Friday afternoon at my desk and I experienced this kind of wave of of almost a bit of despondency you know some of the thorny little problems that I'm I'm facing any entrepreneur faces in business I just thought oh do you know what it all feels a bit much at the moment really kind of strange I don't usually have feelings like that but that is part of being human you know I do have those feelings but there was no particular reason why in the middle of the afternoon on a Friday I should suddenly feel a little bit heavier about the challenges I'm facing than any other time And about five minutes later, the device beeped and it only beeps if your blood sugar is rising quickly and to quite a high level or if it's dropping quite quickly below baseline. And it was dropping below baseline. That's why the the sensor was going off. I thought that was really interesting. What caused my low mood? Was it my low blood sugar? Or was it just the fact that I, you know, felt a little bit tired and was just human and felt a little bit despondent in that moment? But it did remind me of that profound connection between food and mood that we have. 
And it's a very strong link. Food can profoundly influence our mood. You know, for example, certain foods, turkey is one of them, contain something called tryptophan. And tryptophan is a precursor to serotonin. Serotonin makes us feel good. It's a neurotransmitter that makes us feel happy and good about ourselves and the world around us. Now, we also know that other foods can make us feel really low and other foods could really manipulate our blood sugars, like refined carbohydrate, for example. It'll send your blood sugar shooting up and then tanking down very quickly, usually settling below baseline. So you're actually lower blood sugar than that you were before you had the refined carbohydrates. I thought it was really interesting. And I did think about what have I had to eat that day leading up to that sensor. It's the only time it's gone off to say my blood sugar was really low. And perhaps it was that, you know, I, I suffered a real drop in, in blood sugar and that caused me to feel low in mood. So if you do find you have those moments of despondency or low mood, an immediate thing to look at would be food. What foods are you eating? Do they support good blood sugar? Are they, they slow release energy foods? Are they healthy foods? Are they foods that contain things like tryptophan that will help you generate serotonin and feel good? That's probably the biggest insight that I've had into wearing this device. And it does, it will make me think again about some of the foods I have or perhaps how long I leave between eating. I'm not a huge fan of snacking, but I do know for my physiology and my activity levels that I need to eat three meals a day. And it could be that that day I just didn't have a meal or rather I hadn't had a meal for a while. And, and that's why I got that drop in blood sugar. And it caused me to have a sort of period of low mood. So really interesting. Um, along those lines, some of the other stuff that I found interesting is my insulin sensitivity is actually really good. So what does that mean? When we ingest foods and that food gets converted down into glucose, the pancreas will recognize that there is elevated glucose in the blood via the beta cells, which they will then instruct the pancreas to release insulin, which is a fat storage hormone into the blood. That insulin will then mop up that glucose and take it down to the liver, to the muscles, and ultimately to fat cells if there's an excess of glucose. So that's the whole process. And we want insulin to be sensitive. In other words, you want insulin to be quite quick to release in the presence of glucose and then quickly do its job of taking that glucose out of the blood. But what happens is that you'll get a shoot of energy when the glucose comes into the bloodstream. And then you'll get a corresponding drop in energy when insulin's done its job. Now, providing there isn't too much glucose or too much insulin, you won't particularly notice the kind of up, down, unless, of course, you've had something that's very carbohydrate rich, particularly refined carbohydrates, then you almost certainly will. So what we want is good insulin sensitivity. It's very dangerous to have elevated blood sugar levels, or certainly on a prolonged basis. That is what we call type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes. Equally, the state of hyperinsulinemia is also not a positive state to be in. It's when we've got too much insulin in the blood. That can occur when the cells, the glucose receptor sites, become resistant to insulin, which takes us into another chronic disease altogether. So I was pleased to see that my insulin was quite sensitive. I responded very, very quickly and effectively in bringing my blood sugar down. Another couple of interesting things were in the morning, I noticed, and I knew this happened, but I hadn't seen it before, that I get a little kick of elevated blood sugar. Not much, but it does go up slightly after waking. And I think that's because what happens in the morning is we wake up and our cortisol levels are high because the body wants to be ready for action. So that's the correct state for us to be in. About 20 minutes after waking, we get another little shot of cortisol as well. And when we have elevated cortisol, 
it indicates the body's in sympathetic dominance to an extent. And when we're in sympathetic dominance, in other words, that kind of fight, flight, freeze, that state of readiness, basically, and cortisol becomes elevated, it will also instruct the liver to release a small amount of glucose to basically ensure that we are indeed ready for action. So that, that's what's happening there. But interesting to see in real time that happening to my blood sugar about 20 minutes after waking up. And the other thing that was interesting is that I, I exercise in a fasted state at least twice a week. So I will get up, have nothing but black coffee, go down to Miguel's boxing gym and do a, a workout comprised of boxing. So kind of aerobic exercise and then some weights afterwards. So typically anaerobic or strength-based. And I noticed that my blood sugar rises during that workout as well. And it's the same principle. It's the, it's the body in sympathetic dominance because it's under eustress, which is a good form of stress, but stress nonetheless. And therefore, in order to, to maintain that state of readiness, will allow the liver to release a little bit of glucose into the blood, hence elevating my blood sugar levels. So that, that also is interesting. Uh, and it does also reinforce what I'd read about when you finish an exercise session, you're not necessarily hungry because you have got elevated glucose in the blood that's fueling you and energizing you. So all in all, it's been a really interesting experiment. I'm going to wear it for another 10 days or so. I'm now taking bitter melon extract just to see what that does and maintaining a very, a very similar diet to see if that has any beneficial effect on reducing blood sugar. It's known to, as is cinnamon or cinnamon tea, apple cider vinegar. Of course, the, the best way to, to maintain good blood sugar levels is exercise. So a short walk before and after a rich meal will really help to control your blood sugar. And I saw that in evidence as well. You know, if my blood sugar was elevated and then I exercised, it came down pretty quickly. So yeah, another 10 days playing around with the bitter melon extract is obviously not a like for like experiment. I'm just going to eat similar meals. One surprise actually around meals was a rice based dish that I had. That was the thing that sent my blood sugar the highest. Now that's surprising and not surprising. It's surprising because I would have thought some of the chocolate that I'd eaten would spike it a bit quicker or the biscuits. Not surprising in the sense I know from my DNA profile that I'm highly sensitive to carbohydrate. So in that sense, it doesn't surprise me that the rice really elevated my blood sugar. But that, that was also interesting. So yeah, another 10 days or so of wearing it, playing around with a bit of melon extract, and then I will um, conclude this experiment if you like. So if you're interested, I'm going to put links to some of the things I've mentioned in the show notes. If you've got any questions about any of this, drop me an email. It has generated quite a bit of attention on social media. So if you've got questions, let me know. Leanne at bodyshopperformance.com. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshopperformance.com and click on take the test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals. Sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.